And then we're going to press this button. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. It's a beautiful day in the Texas Hill Country. It's only going to be uh, 98 and 90, 97 today, so we're, we're moving in the right direction. Well, this is OneRadioNetwork.com, the 25th of September. Dr. Jennifer Daniels is in the green room. She's not looking green, but she has a brand new do that we're going to show you. So yeah, you'll miss it if you don't stay right there. She got a new do. Just wanted to do a little business here, and then we'll move on. we got a great week for you this week. We broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we do audio and video. We've been doing it since 2008. And uh, for the first 15, 16 years almost, we did it all by just getting a commission by when we sell products. Say if you buy a rebounder or a sauna, then we make so much, and that's it. We don't get paid to do commercials. It's just all been, you know, affiliate marketing. Well, about six months ago, that just kind of started stopping, and now it's just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we our listenership is solid we're even gaining in places but the sales are like it's evidently uh you're running you don't have money i don't know what the deal is too too big of a project for me to figure out so we are relying on your donations and we'd appreciate it if you would do that there's many ways to do it you just click on the donation tab underneath the video you'll see it or on the audio website click on the donation ad and you can do a one-time baby, or you can do a monthly thing. People are signing up for 10, 15, 20 bucks, whatever you can. So please, if you believe we have value, if you like the shows, if you like the guests like Jennifer Daniels, Adam Bergstrom, and all the people that we have on, well, then, then trade a little bit. It's just money. It's all made up anyway, you know? Poof, poof. <laughs> you know, it's not real. So just send us some and... God love you. So that's it. Um, we are going to now go to the great state of Panama, where they're having fun down there, and visit with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Look at you, girl. I am just so excited about your new do. I just think it's great. Thank you. Thank you. Tell folks what you did. How do you do that? How do you do that? <laughs> I don't do it. <laughs> oh, you had it done. Somebody uh, comes to my house and they do it and they leave and here I am. But the first thing you have to do is grow enough hair yeah. to the synthetic braids too. And so I had, I guess we might call it tragedy, about six months ago. My hair was so brittle, it was breaking off so bad that literally I had to shave my head because it just wasn't growing. Really? And I didn't have enough hair to reliably attach the braids too, because the hair would just break. Right. So um, I started eating tendons every day because of uh, needing stronger tendons in my body for the martial arts. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, my hair started growing. And it grew so fast that I could not uh, keep up with it haircut-wise. <laughs> and so if, I, if it kept growing, which yeah. it was going to do, then I was going to start combing it or something. And so if I braid it, then I don't have to comb it now for about three months. Wow. It, and then it, I take the braids out and then put more braids in. But from shaving it to going that, is the hair literally that long that I see your braids? Or is it that long? No, no, no. Oh, okay. The hair is only um, this long. It's just enough to, for the braids to attach to. Oh, these. So the person doing the braiding has to attach the base of the braid 
to something. And then they braid it all the way out. But if your hair is so short, there's nothing to attach it to. Or if it's so brittle that the mm. weight of the braid causes it to break, then you can't get braids put in. Mm. <laughs> That's why most older women simply just get like a buzz cut. And a lot of times mm. they'll say, oh, she's getting a haircut because she's got this kind of attitude or that kind of attitude or whatever. But no, she hasn't got a choice. And so uh, but once I started, so I, so I was getting, remember I was getting those short haircuts and putting a heart in it and putting right. this in it and putting designs in it. That's why I was doing that. So as it started growing out faster, it grew out faster than I could schedule a haircut or a buzz cut. And I said, wait a minute, tug, tug, this hair is pretty strong and it's going pretty fast. And I said, well, let me just let it grow another inch or so and then get braids put in. So that's what I did. Oh, well, that's really clever. That's very great. So when you say tendons, tell folks what exactly you bought. How did you, where did you go to the tendon store? Or how did you do that? <laughs> how did you do that? Uh, first, I went to a butcher shop, and right. it's a butcher shop where they receive literally half a cow hanging on a hook. And if you look closely, that cow is hanging on a hook by a tendon, by what would be, what would be the cow's Achilles tendon. And then you ask the butcher, would you please cut some tendons for me, and I will buy them. Now, he can't cut the tendons for you until after he's cut and sold all the meat, right? Because mm. if he sold you the tendons, there'd be no way to hang the cow. So, um, at that point, they took a look at me and said, you know what, we, we just don't feel like selling you tennis. It's not worth the trouble. So then I had to get a person who got another person, who got another person, hmm. who talked to the butcher and bribed him with um, a couple of bucks and a can of beer. <laughs> and he agreed to, once he got through the day and sold all of his meat, then to cut the tendons for me and save them, and every Wednesday and Friday, uh, my guy picks up tendons. How big. Now, and of course, he comes by with his bag of tendons. He says, I'm in a hurry, can't stay long. I am, here's some tendons, and I go, great, here's somebody. Now, how much do tendons cost? That's a good question. I don't know. They cost five cents a pound. Five cents, yeah, five cents a pound? No, 35. 35, 35 cents. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Don't, don't go too low on this. However, uh, you have to take into account the beer and the bribe and uh, the <laughs> delivery charge and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So all that brings it up to, I pay about $10 a pound, but it is definitely worth it. Because uh, not only do I, the hair, the hair grows, of course, rapidly, but I don't have any ankle problems or ankle stability problems, no Achilles problems. I can run, jump, uh, do all kinds of things with my limbs. And so... Wow. So you really felt the difference with after after eating tendons from the cow. You really felt the right. difference. Were you surprised yeah. with the hair connection, Jen? Totally shocked. Just caught off guard. Like, I get totally on the hair. I'm like, forget it. <laughs> this is how it ends. I'm just getting old. <laughs> Cow's got long hair. I don't know how that works. Wow. So can you can you kind of explain to us non farmers where what the tendons, tendons are in, in the cow? What are they? Are they all over? Do you know? Or, or no, 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 no. The tendons connect the muscles to the bone, and that's why your muscles work. Oh, so the okay. tendons are like the pulleys, and the muscles like the, the power. Gotcha. That, you know, power pulleys. And so literally, um, when we first, I first did this, it was difficult because the butcher was giving me fascia. So fascia is just 
your inner layer of tough skin under your regular skin. And it is not a tendon. Cook it all you want. It will not soften up. And so the tendon boiled up becomes soft, and that is what jello is made of. That, uh-huh. That's what gelatin is made of, uh-huh. those tendons. <laughs> High-quality gelatin. Or more precisely, glue is made from tendons. So literally, this glue made from these tendons will glue together just anything you want, and it literally holds your body together. So now all of a sudden, when you move a muscle, it, reliably that bone moves. You don't feel like, ooh, something's going to tear. No. no, no, no. Everything is firm and tight and holds together so very uh, very nice so the tendon is the connection between the muscle and the joint and that is the piece and so you're only going to find it um in the legs and in the uh, inner upper thigh and then you you got to have a butcher that likes beer you know and then you can figure it out no you figure out what he likes you give him whatever he likes <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> What do you want? What do you want for your tendons? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Daniels is here. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com, 888-663-6386. Email Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. So why, oh, why we're on this subject, thanks to uh-huh. you, I went to the butcher at the HEB, and uh-huh. I said, can you give me some cow feet? And he said, sure. Uh-huh. I said, how much would you like? I said, I don't know, two or three pounds? He said, okay. So they emailed me, and it says, beef feet fresh, and they're, they cut them, Jen, into bone. They cut them into pieces like this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Half circles. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, and that will fit very nicely in your pot so you can cook it. The actual beef foot, cow foot, is 17 inches long. That's what they have to cut it, right? Right, so they, they cut it in chunks. Chunks, right. And so it was 337 a pound. It's good, 337 a pound. Yeah, for you guys, that's very good. Here, the, uh, the feet are um, 40 cents a pound. 40 cents. So how is Patrick going to cook these now? I got these chunks. So what am I going to do? Show me the way. You're going to toss it in your um, Instapot and um, let it go for two hours. Just cover it with water? Um, you could cover it with water. I barely cover it or just a little below mm-hmm. because as it cooks um the meat i don't want to say the meat but the solid material separates from the bone and it actually collapses into the water mm. so if you cover it with water then you're going to end up with a whole lot of broth too much that you have to figure out what to do with i see uh so when i do i want to put carrots or onions in this thing or just go a la carte no because it has it pressure cooks for two hours and oh, so okay. you're Carrots will be just about inedible. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you really want to put uh, carrots, celery, and whatever, and why not, then I would pressure cook it for one hour. And put them in. And then add your vegetables and then let it go another half hour or hour. Right. So when I consume this, uh, what's that going to do for me? Wow. What's it going to do? What's it going to do for me? You'll be a new man. I want to know. So I... uh, I first found out about it, and this was something that, that the indigenous people ate. Mm. And obviously, and they ate it because it was a cheap part of the cow. Mm-hmm. But there was a woman in the village, every village has one, and she was in charge of making the cow foot soup. And literally, when she made cow foot soup, she would ring a bell, and everyone knew it was cow foot soup, yeah. and they would come and get a bowl. And now, the you know, technology's progressed, right? 
So now what she does, she sends a message out on the uh, text app and everyone in the know on the list gets a message and they come and get their uh, bowl of soup. And she sells it for about a dollar a bowl and a bowl is literally a pint. And what does it do? It gets it where these guys can work in the fields um, trimming uh, coffee plants all day long without getting tired. And it just gives you incredible energy and strength. It's amazing. Wow. Wow. So I'm going to get strong like bull? Strong like bull? When you eat it, you'll literally feel the surge of energy and power just moving through your body. Wow. In about an hour or so. Hmm. All of a sudden, you're going to get up out of your chair and say, man, i got to get to work. I need some physical work to do. Is there a mountain to climb? Is there... Is there a hatchet to chop wood? <laughs> and it, it, this, this feeling that comes over, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks for the yeah, tip. So Thanks for the tip. It's uh, really shocking for us first world people to really experience the power of food. Mm -hmm. And this is food that's been excluded from your diet your whole life. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, pretty great. Whew. Cow feets, cow feets. First email of the day for Dr. Jennifer Daniels is, greetings, Dr. Daniels. A couple of shows ago, a wasting type 2 diabetic asked you how to gain much-needed weight. You mentioned he could eat potatoes. Question mark. Uh -huh. I'm confused. Would you please elaborate? Lou from Toronto. Hmm. Lou? Did I mention just potatoes? You're not going to get fed on just potatoes. <laughs> just potatoes. I don't know. <laughs> potatoes. In your cow foot soup, and as you boil those feet, there's going to be some fat on top. Eat all that fat. Mm. Eat all that fat. And eat the potatoes. And you can eat the vegetables if you want to. Maybe a spoonful of rice. You will gain weight. But you cannot gain weight on just potatoes or even just rice. In fact, you can't gain weight on just really anything. Uh, hot tip. So uh, <laughs> if you eat those combination of things, which is the cow, some piece of meat, that you cook, and all the fat that comes to the top, eat it all, and put in a spoonful or two of rice. Well, if you're trying to gain weight, excuse me, a cup or two of rice, mm -hmm. and flavor it to your liking, like uh, salt, Italian seasoning, um, whatever kind of seasoning you want. If you're a different ethnic group, maybe a different blend, curry, whatever. And yeah, so you need the meat, the starch, and the fat. Mm -hmm. You will gain weight. Pretty. Pretty difficult to gain weight without starch or carbs, isn't it? It depends on what you're starting with. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it depends what you're starting with. But it also depends on what you call starch or carbs. So some, uh, like if you're a keto, somehow the sweet potato has escaped the classification of carb. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it is hard, but you, you need at least a quarter cup of carbs to keep from going into ketosis and coma and blah, 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 and getting devastating effects. So that's the quarter cup minimum. But if you want to gain weight, then you just put in two, three, or even four cups of rice a day. I went to the Philippines. Wow. And literally, everyone in the family was fat. But literally, they would cook a pot of rice that was at least 20 cups of rice. Yeah. That started the day. That got the party started. <laughs> By the end of the day, it was all gone. Wow. There were only like four people, four or five. Wow. People. 
And they do good on that. Exactly. They do good on that. Yeah, but in addition to that, they had, um, you know, the cow feet or the pig feet or, you know, sure. some uh, part, as you say, extremity of the animal. Protein, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, no, no. A, a piece of steak will not hit it, okay? Right. We're talking about extremity. So oh, extremity, yeah. Foot. Yeah, good stuff. Hmm. Here's an email from Lindsay. I'm pretty much a non-germ theory person, but I did get uh-huh. a test and it said positive for HPV. So I'm a little concerned. Uh-huh. Some people say well, it doesn't even exist. What is it? What is your advice for me? So let's be clear and simple about what we know. Okay. So we don't really know what HPV is. They tell us a lot of stuff. What we do know is they have a test. And once you do the test, it's either positive or negative for HPV. So that we know. Whether it exists or not, we don't know. So evidence is, let's just say, not forthcoming. It's so because they say it's so. So what they have found out, though, is people who have HPV have a lower chance of cancer than people who do not have HPV. Really? Hmm. Isn't that special? Yeah. And, <laughs> whoa, whoa, but it's, it's close, it's close. So uh, about 95% of women have HPV at one point in their life or another. And it comes and it goes, irrespective of sexual activity. Hmm. Hmm. So you can test kids for HPV and they'll test positive. Next, you have little graphs over uh, age versus percent positive for HPV. And so it's basically a meaningless test and they ascribe to the test an obligation to consume healthcare services and pay a lot of money. I hope that helps her understand the meaning Very of the test. Interesting. So there must be some molecule that many people have, and somehow people named it HPV, and they have no, it. No. no, no. So what's the story okay. behind it? <laughs> what I what I, what I miss? You're going way too deep, and you don't okay. realize you have made a series of five assumptions that are simply not true. Okay. Let's back it up. So imagine that I have a, uh, oh, you play, you've played this game, spin the bottle. You t- take the bottle and you spin it, and whoever it points to, that's the person you kiss. Mm-hmm. Remember that game way I back do. when? I do. Okay. So we have, let's say, 10 people in a circle. Mm-hmm. You spin the bottle. Who's it going to point to? Hopefully the cutest girl. And the answer is you don't know. Okay, you don't know. It's random. It's random. Mm-hmm. Spin it. Maybe this person, maybe that person. So we have a bottle called HPV test, and she just spun it by taking the test. And it randomly came up positive. It's a random number generator. And so this test, you can give it to the same person all day long. It'll sometimes come back positive and sometimes come back negative. So does something... <laughs> Okay, I know my head's about to explode. So I'm still trying to understand. Exactly, exactly. So so is there something that actually is an HPV that you could find if it's real? What am I missing here? If something's real, you can find it. Right. So HPV, there's nothing to find. So the doctors have not given us anything to find. Or the medical deity. We have nothing to find. All we have is an antibody test. That's it. Wow. 
So they just created something kind of like COVID to <laughs> to give you stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, they didn't create COVID. They created the test. The test. You gotta understand what they created. They created the test. Right. <laughs> okay. There's no evidence that COVID even exists. I know. So, like every evidence, by every measure of existence of reality of something concrete existing and having consequences, there is no COVID. Similarly, there is no um, HPV. If our macro definition of it is, if you have this positive test then there will be predictable consequences. The answer is no. In at least 94% of cases, there are absolutely no consequences. And even the remaining 6%, there may be consequences, but are they life-threatening? The answer is no. Oh, wow. Now, let's take a look at what we're really talking about, right? So HPV is a test that it reflects an increased risk of cervical cancer. Right. You with me? Yes. What's the chance of a lady dying of cervical cancer? Not sure. Oh, oh that's too bad. It's about uh, two per 300,000. Did you hear that? I did. Two to three per, per 100,000. Yeah. No, no. Let me repeat that. Two per 300,000. 300. Not even one per 100,000. It's less than that. Wow. <laughs> so, how much predictive value can a test have that's positive in more than 1% of people, right? It's got to be 99% worthless. Hmm. So then. Because what you want to do is you want to predict who are those three ladies, who are those two ladies per 300,000 destined to die? And let's intervene with medical, presumably effective therapy to prevent those deaths, right? But if you've got a test that's got you intervening in, you know, 3,000 women, and only two of them have any chance of death, you've got a moneymaker. And that's where we are. This lady needs to stop letting her gynecologist rape her and reach his hand up her vagina. That's really what she needs to do. Yeah. Don't hold back here. Just say what you feel. (laughs) (laughs) It's her vagina. Do what you want with it. I'm just saying. (laughs) saying. So, speaking about her vagina, so then does she need to worry about giving something invisible to her, to her, you know, her beloved partner, lover, husband, boyfriend? for HPV. I don't know. More than 90%. So how could she give him something he's already got? <laughs> oh, that's right. You already have it. I, oh, God. Unbelievable. Uh, here is a, It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. just amazing. It's like a fairy tale. <laughs> I like it. Uh, hi, I am a senior yeah. with thin skin, moved furniture, and deeply scraped my shins in a step. And boy, it doesn't look good. What's the best treatment to get my skin stronger, 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 stronger? Well, let's best put this in English so the listeners. This person's got thin skin. They tore their skin. That's right. Okay, let's just that's, make it clear. That's it. The simplest thing to do, first of all, what are you going to do to treat this thing? Uh, what I would do is get an aloe leaf, slice the spines off the side, slice at least, slice the skin off one side. So now we have a slimy side and a skin side. Put the slimy side over your wound and just wrap it with gauze. Leave it alone. 
for at least a day, maybe even two days, and just change the uh, slime leaf and you'll grow a whole new skin there and you might not even have a scar. But you need some stronger skin. So the simple thing to do is to eat skin, that would be pig skin or cow skin, mm. whatever you can get your hands on. And if you look at those uh, pig feet you have very carefully, you should see there's a lot of skin there. But there's not a lot of skin there, they're worthless. No skin, no cure. But you can eat pig skin, you can buy um, pork belly with the skin on. Those of you who live in the first world country of the United States, they are, as you can see, selling a skinless meat. And this is what gives people thin skin. They don't have the building blocks to repair and fix their skin. So under no circumstances should you be eating skinless meat. I don't care what kind of meat it is. If you're eating fish, eat sardines. They got the skin off. Don't eat that salmon filet with no skin. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So you want to eat meat with skin, and the meat with the strongest skin is beef. The next strongest skin is pork. So the best thing to eat would be uh, pork ham hocks or pork feet. And that's why blacks have this amazing skin and 66 that does not have wrinkles and that's very strong. It's because they grew up eating um, pig, pig skin. Yeah, pig skin. Time they were pig. Right. And they didn't give us, we didn't get chewing gum. We got pig skin to chew on. Wow. Yeah, your skin, yeah. Looks, your skin looks great. Uh, let's just morph a little bit into why we're talking about sexual kind of things. Herpes, you've told us, uh, as long as we're talking about vaginas, um, you're, you've told us in the past that the whole herpes thing is made up, and it's a matter, yeah. uh, explain what herpes are, because people get scared from herpes. They really think they have herpes. And, oh, you, you know, Yeah. It's crazy. When I first heard about AIDS, I was celibate for 10 years. I'm like, uh-uh, not getting that. <laughs> so, I mean, people, I understand the fear, because I've experienced no, the I understand. fear myself. Yeah. Uh, totally unfounded, totally unfounded. So basically, when you have sex, there's some friction involved. So some epithelial cells are removed. And your immune system has got to repair and replace those. If it doesn't have the building blocks it needs to repair and replace, then it does a very poor job of repairing, and you have what appears to be blisters. Hmm. Of course, you just had sex, and you're like, oh, my God, oh my he God. gave me something. What did, what did me George something. give me? What did he give me? <laughs> All right, what did Julie give me, right? Or Julie, yeah. Yeah. Right. So really, they didn't give you anything. The problem was you, your body, does not have the ability to make the skin repairs. And this is why you'll have couples where one person has herpes outbreaks all the time, right. and the other one has none. The doctors will tell you, oh, the one with no symptoms gave it to the one with symptoms. Oh. Oh, anything to ruin the relationship, right? And so I had this lady, she actually called me. She was just devastated because she was dating this guy, or maybe she was married to him. I think she was married to him. And their relationship was really going really well. And, and uh, he seemed faithful. He said he was faithful. Then she got this herpes outbreak. And it's devastating. And, you know, she's really upset about it because she's been faithful. He's been faithful. But she doesn't want to give it to him. And he says, well, I sure didn't give it to you. This is very confusing. Yeah, exactly. So I get the call. And I explained to her that her problem is a connective tissue deficiency. And so once she started eating connective tissue, I think, not connective tissue, but really skin, I think it was pig ears I got her to eat. Mm -hmm. uh, it cleared up. Wow. Wow. Outbreaks. It sounds like this is just a conspiracy theory that was perpetrated by uh, uh, divorce lawyers. I'm just kidding. Not divorce lawyers. The medical industrial complex now has lifetime drugs for herpes. So you take your whole lifetime. They have herp lifetime drugs for herpes. Wow. Lifetime drugs. And um, the real tip-off about this whole herpes thing is 
when you're a kid and you get your herpes outbreak at three to four, your growth spurt, they call it chickenpox. Mm-hmm. Then when you get your second growth spurt in adolescence, they call it sexually transmitted disease, herpes. Then when you have malnutrition, not enough uh, collagen, later years, they call it shingles. Same, Same thing. thing. Wow. Same thing, identical. And what is this little thing they call herpes doing in the body? Just hanging out? It doesn't exist. Oh, it doesn't it even exist. <laughs> and we're back to this uh, again. We're back to this it, again. This is simply malnutrition, not enough connective oh. tissue, and not root, a failure of routine maintenance of the skin. That's all it is. And so every growth spurt throughout life, the you know three to five growth spurt, the adolescent teenage growth spurt in 20s when you're growing mm-hmm. and older when you have malnutrition that's where you have these outbreaks wow so and now that they've foisted on the public boneless skinless uh, yeah skinless meats sure, sure yeah well everyone's got is going to get herpes all the time yeah yeah that is so interesting all this time i thought there was something in there like herpes or, or that was actually trying to heal the body or something, but it's, it's just like, you know what? It doesn't even exist. They just made it up yeah. to right. test things. Yeah. Wow. They made up the whole condition. So now they don't even test for it, right? They can look and say, oh, the blisters, you've got herpes. Oh. <laughs> and now they have a new name. I love this. Seronegative herpes. The test is negative, but you've got it anyway. We know because of these blisters. Wow. Those rascals. They're such rascals. But shame on you for believing it, right? <laughs> well, I know. See, I have, to, I have to go back to myself and say, shame on you for believing that HIV nonsense and being celibate for 10 years. That was on you that you believed yeah, it, right? Well, so, and people can just take that responsibility back to themselves. People can lie to you, not a problem. But you chose to believe it. And so that's yeah. where you've got to, that's where you have the control. And you can just exercise your control mm-hmm. to let go of their story and let them live their truth. <laughs> you and God have a little meeting, decide what you're going to go forward, right? Okay, I don't think we're going to do that. Exactly. That's just yeah. great. God, I love you. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, let's see. I think we have a phone call. Good morning. Who's this? You're on the air. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Uh, hi. Um, I'm calling, and uh, my name is Jane. Um, hi, Dr. Daniels. <laughs> Um, I wanted to th- I want to thank you. Um, you helped me with my vertigo, and it's ninety nine percent gone. Oh. Wonderful. Um, and, and now, but now I'm on like my weight loss journey, and um, okay. I've lost over like a hundred pounds so far. Whoa. Um okay, But good. I noticed. Thank you. But I noticed since I've been losing weight, I've been having like a whole lot of joint pains like right now like my neck and my shoulder um i mean it hurts like really bad mm-hmm. and my fingers are numb they have like tingling sensations up and down my arm um okay well we'll, we'll see we'll see what she dr daniel says about this do you have enough information jennifer why does she know what kind of diet she's following what she's eating and what are you eating now yeah. Well, right, right, right now, I'm mm-hmm. trying to do just like the, um, the vegetables, like the salads, vegetables, 
um, trying to do no meat because I'm trying to lose like more weight. Okay. Um, so you're just doing um, vegetarian right I, now. Vegetarian. Yeah. Okay. I'm, tra- okay, I'm trying. Are you using <laughs> a lot of uh, vinegar, lemon juice? Yeah. Okay. So, so your vinegar and your yeah. lemon juice—it's dissolved in your joints. That's your problem. Whoa. So oh, stop the vinegar okay. and lemon juice, caller. Okay. Well, there's a couple of ways to do this. You could stop. So someone has convinced you, and this is accurate, that if you cleanse with your, uh, you know, vinegar, lemon juice, and vegetable, that you will lose weight and it will dissolve the connective tissue, whatever, holding onto your fat. But it also dissolves the connective tissue holding your joints together, hence your joint. So what you can do, uh, the best way to get your joints back without gaining weight, because we know you don't want to gain weight, would be to Mm -hmm. eat tendons. Now tendons, once you get them and you cook them up, it's going to be a messy proposition. In other words, you're going to look and say, uh, that is not just tendon. I see there's some shaggy stuff hanging off over here. It might be some oil over there. And eat the whole thing. Do pour off or remove the oil that's floating on the top because you don't want to lose weight or you don't want to gain weight. So take the oil off the top, eat the tendons, and drink the uh, broth. You can throw in some Italian spice or whatever spice blend you like, Cajun spice, whatever. What's going to happen if you start the day with a tendon and this broth? It will literally wipe out your appetite. But at the same time, it will fortify your joints. And where is this lady going to find tendons? Isn't it? Didn't you just tell us like a scavenger hunt to get them? I'm telling you, in my country, right? Right. I'm not in your country, so you don't know. So yeah. It might be that you can go online in your country. Okay. It might be that you can go to a farmer's market or to a butcher. You might have more um, regular means of obtaining okay. this. Okay. So yeah, I can't speak for your country. Gotcha. So, Carl, do you have that? So I drink the, what you can try yeah, to so find? I drink the broth off the tendons. I don't eat the tendons. I drink the broth, right? You eat the tendons. No, you eat the tendons. Eat the oh, okay. Yeah. Eat it all. Okay. Yeah. And your, your tendon dose is four ounces, at least four ounces a day. Uh, and that's pre-cooked weight, so you can figure this out. And the tendons that I eat are pretty big uh, chunks of tendons. And so I try to eat a four-ounce chunk about... Mm, every every other day because i got to fit in you know my my cow brain and other stuff you know that i eat okay caller you got your work cut off for you to find these all right all right thank you so thank much you so, you're welcome that's you're great welcome. she lost 100 pounds man yeah, good wow yes, that's fabulous good for her attendance <clears throat> yeah you know you don't we don't even know what we have here so because who asked for those right i've never even thought about it. I'll ask, though. See what I can find. Um, now, I want to point out something there. Yeah. She has successfully lost 100 pounds. And most weight loss diets, unfortunately, are based on um, a very restrictive uh, thing. It's nutritionally restrictive as well. So while the person can be successful in weight, losing massive amounts of weight, like 100 pounds, 200 pounds, certain parts of their body uh, deteriorate. Now, another strategy for her, since she's been on this vegetarian diet losing weight, is to flip it and now go to, uh, you know, maybe a keto-type diet. Hmm. 
her weight loss will actually continue, mm -hmm. but she will remedy the nutritional deficiencies created by the vegan diet. Now, the keto diet's got nutritional deficiencies of its own. And so she'll stay on that for a while, continue losing weight, then she can just flip back and forth with her weight loss continuing, but fixing her nutritional deficiencies. Mm -hmm. Ketogenic, uh, she can find her way there, I'm sure. Uh, can you please ask yeah. Dr. Jennifer Daniels what foods are good for rebuilding the gum tissue? Used to be a vegetarian vegan for a number of years and during that time experienced gum inflammation and gum recession. We get this, we get this a lot, gum recession. Exactly. So I was vegan and yes, in fact, I even lost two teeth before I woke up and stopped being vegan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, do I know. So I have definitely been there. And so recently, I just had this incredible odyssey uh, journey with my teeth. And I just finished a one-hour uh, video program on everything I did to restore my teeth. So the short story, I uh, will just answer her dietary question, is one cup of kefir plus one cup of blueberries and two tablespoons of xylitol. Stir it up, mix it, drink it once a day. So that is nutritionally going to give you what you need to fix your teeth and gums. So what was the first Absolutely. ingredient? Excuse me, one cup of? Kefir. Kefir. Okay, kefir. Okay, kefir. Oh, whatever. Kefir. 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 It has to be the milk-based, not the water-based. Okay. okay. So it has to be full-fat dairy. Okay. So 1% won't do it for you. Yeah. If all you can find is 1%, then use the 1% but add a tablespoon of heavy cream to each cup. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's the kefir and then one cup of blueberries. You can use any berries, but blueberries are the best. Um, and then it tastes pretty nasty, so I put in uh, two tablespoons of xylitol. Xylitol is a sugar made from birch tree bark or corn. It has two sources, naturally occurring. And it stops the decay and reverses cavities. Hmm. And it also tastes sweet. So you stir up this beverage and down the hatch. Um, the next thing you need to do to stop the gum recession, I know this is going to sound crazy, stop brushing and stop flossing. I no longer brush. I no longer floss. I got rid of all of my gum pain, all of my abscesses. Uh, my teeth are no longer delicate or painful, and it's shocking. And so... Um, people can go to VitalityCycles.com and ask about uh, that video or how to get access to it. I don't know if it's free or paid or whatever. There's a lot of controversial stuff in there. So uh, the controversial stuff I've had to put behind a paywall uh, because if you just put publicly out there information that the system doesn't agree with, you get banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like really banned, right. But if you put it behind a paywall, people pay and get access to it, you can say really whatever you want and communicate. So I can say things like, fire your dentist, uh, stop brushing, stop flossing, and do whatever instead. I understand. We've had some dentists in the past say that uh, oftentimes it's also a, a loss of calcium. The teeth are actually losing juice, and that's why it looks like the gums are receding. But that's what the kefir and the berries do. Uh -huh. The kefir is filled with calcium, and the berries have the missing piece to push that calcium into the teeth. Uh -huh. So it is a tooth loss thing. Well, it's a tooth loss thing as well. But uh, 
what's causing the gums to recede is her aggressive brushing and flossing. Hmm. She's got to stop that. Got to be careful. Yeah. And, uh, what? No, I said. Did I say careful? No, okay. I didn't say that. I said. Yeah, well, I said stop. You can say careful. That's okay. I, I think you could do it. I, I brush my teeth, but I do it, and I don't have any issues with it. Come on. <laughs> you could do it carefully. Not everyone does, but if you have issues, you got to stop. Oh, I see. If you got issues, you got to I'm yeah. here. You. If you have issues, you got to stop. <laughs> so, you know, oil pulling oil. and spike the oil that you pull with, with clove oil or with um, pulverized clove that you pound with, you know, yourself. Ah. So, when you pull with that medicated clove oil, you're healing the gums, you're healing the teeth, you don't need to brush your floss. Wow. So, uh, you can oil pull, you'll you'll need about 20 minutes of oil pulling to start out, and then you can go less, 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 down to about five minutes. Because you've medicated the coconut oil with clove oil. Yeah. Plain coconut oil, yes, you have to oil pull for 20 minutes, and even then, you might not get the job done. But, you know... Definitely, you know, you know, obviously stop being vegan and definitely you've got to eat the um, kefir and, and berries. Kefir, okay. That was for me a really tough move because I hate dairy. It doesn't agree with me. Um, so, yes, I pass gas and fart and <laughs> um, stools are a little loose, but I, I think oil pulling is amazing. You can oil pull every day and you don't you, you don't even feel like you need to brush your teeth. I mean, uh, it's you just, don't. That's why I said fire your It's just like they're yeah. just all clean and sparkling and nothing there, and the, the oil pulls exactly. it, right? Just pulls it right out. Well, well that plus the clove is the clove. See, is, I've not is, done is the clove. Important missing piece. Again, if you have a problem. Right. If you don't have a problem, then sure, use plain coconut oil. But if you've got a problem, put that clove oil or clove in there. Gotcha. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, her website is vitalitycycles.com. Uh, see, you thought I was going to say Vitality Capsule, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you're doing good. And uh, what do you have there on your uh, on your website? People can find you. Oh my goodness! So VitalityCycles.com. We've got Vitality Capsules. Vitality Capsules are a natural mixture of herbs, spices, and roots that help boost your circulation, your elimination, and liver cleansing so that your body can heal and dump the waste that it wants to dump. And you can reach that three bowel movements a day. Do you make that noise when Uh, you do three bowel movements? Do you get to sing like that? Do you get to sing like that when you have three bowel movements? (laughs) You'll want to. You'll want to. Yeah, you'll feel a lot better. Uh Yes, you will. (laughs) (laughs) Then you can also... um, find recordings, over 300 recordings of all my past recordings I've done since about 2010, and there are a lot of them. And then you can find the Home Healers Program, never need to call 911 or ever see a doctor again, and I tell you how to handle medical issues in your home in less time than it takes for an ambulance to show up. And those are the main things uh, that you can find there. Oh, wait. You can find the Candida Cleaner Report. I was about to say, how, yeah. That's... How to consume turpentine and change your life. <laughs> uh, the report is definitely worth the read. You may decide turpentine is for you. Maybe it's not for you. But you should definitely be aware of it. And the report is free. Do you think folks that have no issues are just springing along in the breeze, happy, snappy, nothing, should take turpentine? So if they're doing what you say, I say just leave it alone. Okay. If everything's perfect, 
there's nothing you even think is wrong, leave it, leave it alone. Yeah. The only reason I even messed with it was I had to figure out something to get my patients healthy and keep them healthy. I was at the, this, really at, at the end of my rope. You know, I knew the drugs that I t- learned about in medical school were not going to work, right? Because they never did. So mm. there was that. There, that was that. <laughs> I tried diet, and diet worked. But as soon as they just did one little thing wrong, a can of soda pop, piece of bread, whatever, they were sick again. So I said, well, I need something that can get them healthy and restore them back to the level of health they had before they got sick. They can't just spend their life almost sick, almost sick, almost sick, about to fall apart. And so that's when I went looking for something that would fix that, and I found turpentine, and it does fix it. I didn't understand the first word that you're talking about, them. What are the them you were trying to fix? Well, my patients. Oh, your patients. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. That was the word I missed. Yeah, They had difficulty healing, and I realized that pharmaceuticals weren't going to do it. Ah. Uh, Natural diets and herbs only went so far, and I needed something that would make their gains, you know, permanent. Gotcha. Um, Dr. Jenner, this is from Germany. Can distilled or reverse osmosis water cause joint pain? I recommend it to a family member, and they both complained about severe joint pain after a few weeks. According to them, once they switched to back to mineral water, their discomforts disappeared. Hmm. Okay, so hmm. what they would need is a Shilajit supplement, which is a trace mineral supplement. Mm-hmm. And so Shilajit is trace minerals, and yes, that can happen. So the other piece, though, is if the people she recommended to are having other health issues, not the joint issues, but other health issues, maybe they have a rash or whatever else, that can be fixed by going to reverse osmosis distilled water supplementing with shilajit. And that way, they won't get the joint pain, but they won't have the other affliction either. So they, they start missing minerals with, with the... Well, yeah, it's not, in their, it's not in their diet. Well, let's talk about what they're missing, what minerals. So if you're eating spring water, what's in your spring water? What's in your spring water is you're, you've got... Basically, the trace minerals are not what's in your spring water. What's in your spring water is the salts, the sodium, the magnesium... So all these macro minerals are in your are in your salt, or in your water rather. And so they can you can also add a teaspoon of salt per half gallon of water to the distilled water, mm-hmm. and that would solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of ways to go on it. Gotcha. Now all spring water has dissolved solids. Dissolved solids are the uh, basically fecal matter of various animals and decayed matter of various plants that are also in the uh, mineral water as it comes out of the ground. And so uh, so that's another issue. You can decide those are good things, you can decide those are bad things, however you want to look at it. But there's a lot of stuff in the mineral water. And again, if the person is drinking the mineral water, they have absolutely no afflictions, they're totally happy with it, fine, uh, they can go ahead and drink it. Personally, I don't know where they're living. I don't know the details. My personal thing is I don't drink water out the faucet. It's just too easy for the government to dump crap in the water to create an epidemic, pandemic, or whatever. Uh, I am not a fan of spring water um, because it's not as cleansing. You don't get uh, clear skin like this on tap water or even spring spring water. 
So you have to decide what's important uh, to you. Okay, got it. To the uh, emailer, we have a great uh, Sheila Jet in our store. It's from Rafi, who I know, with Omico Organics, and he was very, very picky on finding a Sheila Jet. He, he told me stories about it, all the stuff he went through to find a good one. He said most of it is garbage out there in, in Europe. Uh, you got to really be careful. He's got a great Sheila Jet. Man, that stuff is black and nasty tasting and blue, but it's good. It's our Mica Organics. It's on, in our store on OneRadioNetwork.com or Mica Organics Sheila Jet. They also have a wonderful uh, water filter. It's the best water filter I know of. Um, when we, me and God built this home in uh, 97, we put uh, copper pipes in and we're on rainwater collection. Um, copper pipes are very, well, let me put it this way. Rainwater is very soft. There are no minerals. So it's an aggressive water. It's an aggressive. Wall water is hard and it actually puts minerals and junk on your, your water heater and that's why people have to you know, do the thing to the water heater because it builds up. So rainwater being very soft coming through the copper pipes actually pulled copper out of the pipes and put it into my shower and it made my shower turn kind of green. You know, green because copper is a green kind of thing. Now I wasn't sure that this was the kind of copper I needed to ingest so I tried to get the copper out of the water for years and found the only thing that got it out was this water filter you see here, Omica Organics. It's a shower filter. It will get out, man, everything. And Rafi um, created this one as well, the same person with the Sheila Jet. And it's a kick-ass, excuse my lunch, a French water filter. And uh, so if you're in the city or anywhere, I'm, get this baby, if you're taking showers, you need to have, you don't want to shower and stuff. Who knows what's in street water? So these are two great products in our store from one radio network in our store. We think that detoxification is like the mother load of keeping us healthy. In our opinion, all of these diseases are really detoxification from all kinds of stuff in the air and the water and the food and when we get the cold or flu and stuff, we're really detoxifying, in our opinion. And a nice way to keep detoxifying every day is to do a sauna. You can do some water, mineral water, whatever you want with salt before and dump it in there. And you can sit in there for 30 minutes every day. I do every day of my life. Uh, feel great. I think it's a key component to my uh, staying young and healthy. So do it. And this is the best sauna that we know of for the money. You can get a you know wooden sauna, and uh, you can actually get some that are very low EMFs like ours are, and they're great. Most of them don't get as hot as ours, and most of them cost thousands of dollars, and you got to bust out walls. This is a, a personal sauna. You sit in it; it's silver, and uh, you stir your head is out, and you time it. If you fall asleep, you won't get roasted, and baby, you'll sweat. This is the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. They're made at a medical university in Taiwan. Uh, we think these things are well worth the money. And we sell them for $1,250. That's it. In the United States, $1,250. And they're a few hundred bucks more to Canada or over in Europe or we ship them to Australia. We'll ship them all over the world with the proper voltage and the proper plug so you don't blow it out. 
run 120 over here, but to most places have a different voltage system, but wherever you live, it's going to come with the right voltage. The only way to get this price is to email me, Patrick, at oneradionetwork.com. You can go online. You'll see they're selling $1,500, $1,600, and you'll see some that look just like ours selling for $700. Be careful, because they're not a relax. They just copied the style, you know, the way they look, and then God knows what's in there. Put some heaters in there and sell it to you for 700 bucks. Be careful. Lots of knockoffs out there. The relaxed far infrared sauna, the only way to get the price is Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. And a quick plug, if you uh, don't have the money to buy any products to, and you don't need any to uh, support us, you can uh, donate at the Donate tab under the video or on One Radio Network. And if you do a one, just send us 10 bucks. If that's all you got, send us that. That's all you can do? Hey, we'll take it. It'll be great. It'll, I will love it. It'll be great. <laughs> It'll be great. Know the Source on One Radio Network. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, author of the book, The Lethal, Lethal Dose, Murder by Medicine is No Accident. A little bit about her. She was in New York playing doctor. She got a little bit too natural for them. <laughs> and and they, she, she wanted to go to a place where they wouldn't bother her. So she's in Panama, right? And you've been there for how long now? 16 years. 16 years. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? All right. Thank you for being on the show. Dear Dr. Daniels, uh, people with very high iron levels, can they eat liver without raising their iron levels? Hmm. Good question. There is iron in liver. There are ways to reduce the iron. You can soak your liver in milk overnight. Uh, that helps. However, the thing to understand is why is a person's iron levels, why are they high anyway, right? So the person hydrates themselves and increases their bowel movements, that will reduce their iron. The next thing you need to do is look at their diet to see where the iron is being put in. And if they do those two things and get rid of the, the places where iron is entering, whether it's eating beets, whether it's um, eating prunes, whether it's eating red meat, whatever, cut out the other iron sources in their diet to make room for the liver if they feel they have another affliction that liver will help with. So uh, on the other end of it, if people want to increase iron, they, they can just eat liver and prunes and, and uh, right? Liver and prunes and, and what else did you say? That's great, yeah. So liver, prunes, beets, beets. red meat. Yeah. yeah. Black, black strap, strap molasses, does that have iron? Oh, yes, that has iron as well. It's a good one. Oh, cool. There you go. Um, does Dr. Daniels still recommend Vicks Vapor Rub for cataracts and eye issues? Yes. Yes. Good. That'll be easy. Hi, Patrick. I don't get your show scheduled when Dr. Daniels on. She's on right now. <laughs> Dear, uh, from Shani, my husband suffers from severe chemical sensitivity, especially from mm. synthetic perfumes and exposure to any artificial fragrances. What can you suggest to um, get rid of this growing problem? Let the man be a man. What does that mean? It means put him on a high-fat, high-cholesterol diet, and what will happen is his sensitivity will go away. Wow. 
High fat, high cholesterol. Because probably got him on an ultra half a healthy diet, lots of vegetables, mm. lean meats, no skin on the meat, blah, blah, blah. Stop that stuff. You give that man a hunk of meat, boil it up, bake it up, whatever you got to do, and he eats the whole thing, the skin, the fat, everything, the whole thing. And what's going to happen is his uh, chemical sensitivities are going to go away. Now, at the same time, he needs to get rid of all of his junk food. So all of his processed healthy foods that she's giving him, I don't care if it's... Um, tofu or fake meats or fake whatever anything stop it stop it hi patrick i wanted to ask dr daniels about growth and nerves i'm a male type <laughs> good <laughs> i like when they say male type i suppose <laughs> as opposed to a male okay <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, God. all right we'll give her credit for uh, uh, what was he xy yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. type one diabetic since uh, uh -huh. one and a half years wow oh for the last one and a half years and i'm 20 right maybe let me see if i can read this i'm type 1 diabetic since one and a half and i'm 20 wow it's whole life i already did the candida report and i greatly reduced long-lasting results i was wondering if there is a way to gain a few inches with height and in early 20s do genetics determine this factor? I'm 5'3 and shortest of all my siblings. Oh, can he? Can he still raise his height level 20? Uh, he's only 20. So men Maybe. have growth spurts up until 25. Oh, cool. So like those basketball players who are 7 foot something or 6 foot something, they can gain easily 5 inches of growth from 20 to 25. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I just, I thought he was going someplace else with this questioning. Hmm. <laughs> So all he wants to do is get taller. Good for you. Um, he needs to eat a high testosterone diet. And that would be, uh, obviously, bull balls, right? Bull balls, yeah. Bull, bull testicles. Bull testicles. <laughs> Mountain oysters, they're also called mm -hmm. uh, in the country. Mm -hmm. So eat that. Along with that, uh, he wants... Uh, some kind of um, um, meat that would be like uh, let's call it steak and then he also wants to eat something um, that's going to allow his bones and tendons to ex elongate and extend uh, let me recommend ham hocks ham hocks uh -huh. now you want the ham hocks you're, you're after the skin in the ham hocks you're after the tendons and the meat and you want to cook it so the meat falls off the bone, and you still, even though, even though it falls off the bone, you want to suck the bones, make sure you get every last bit of stuff. So in order for him to grow, um, there's something called epiphyseal plates at the end of the bones. And he needs all that nutrition he can get from basically sucking on animal bones, and that will get more growth happening at that epiphyseal plate. Hmm. So more cholesterol, more meats, and more... Um, tissue from the epiphyseal plates of the animals. So if he boils up, let's say, um, a ham bone, what he's going to see is the ham bone is like this, and it's got these big ball ends. If you boil it enough, the balls will actually fall off at the growth plates. Hmm. So, yeah, those are the growth plates in the bones. And if he boils it enough where the knobs fall off the bones, he can just suck the two surfaces and toss it and then um, drink the broth. And that's gonna give him those um, 
growth cells and material so he can um, grow. <laughs> and obviously he needs to exercise. Yeah. He's going to have to, um, I would recommend running, jumping, and stretching. Good job. Is there such a thing as human growth hormones? There is such a thing as human growth hormone, and you can inject people with it. The problem with injecting with a human growth hormone is we don't know what his true growth potential is. So I had this uh, patient, <laughs> and his father was this big, strapping Nordic guy, right? Like white, German, mm-hmm. I must be six weeks. His mother was 5'2-ish. So he was like this guy, 5'3", um, diagnosed as being abnormally short. Unfortunately, they had insurance. He got the injections, and he ultimately grew to be 6'6". Obviously, had they not given him injections, he would have been just a regular, you know, 6'8", six 6'2", six or something. But now he's 6'6", six six, he's got this big problem. How do you buy clothes? How do you, you, know, how do you fit in a airplane seat, all these lifetime issues. (laughs) He never did need those. So we don't really know what this person's growth potential is, right? And so we do know he's the shortest in his family. So we know he's got some growth potential, maybe five inches or something. And so the better way to go about it is to simply eat these things, and then he can kind of see how things go. If he's going over the top, like he's pushing uh, 5'11", 6 feet, stop eating this stuff. And he'll probably get another two inches, and that'll be just fine. So can we assume, not good to assume, but that the things that increase your testosterone, the foods, would also increase your human growth hormone in the body? Is that a fair assumption? Well, the human growth hormone increases everything, right? So it changes your face, your your, your jaw grows a lot, everything grows and can be out of proportion. So what we're doing by just making these little dietary recommendations is just adjusting the length of his legs, his basic leg, leg length and spine length. And so we're not messing with uh, his other bones, like his hands and jaws. But we do have human growth hormones in our body, or they're, they're only given externally? That's no, no, it's already in your body. Oh, it's, it's in your body. Varied. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, I was listening to you and Dr. Jennifer Daniels a couple shows ago talk about the health healing uh, and the stomach. And Dr. Mm-hmm. Daniel said there are clinics or centers outside of the U.S. where po- people can go and get their leaky um, gut malabsorption and other stomach issues fixed. I looked online but couldn't find anything. She can. My issues are fat malabsorption, leaky gut, heavy metal mercury. Please help. You did not hear me talk about any clinic outside the country. <laughs> me either. I don't know where. It, where that was another person you were talking to. Yeah, we. I, I don't remember talking well, about we'd that. Like a, a solution to this problem. Okay, give him the solution. So far. <laughs> so what's his real problem? His real problem is super simple. It's just malnutrition. The answer is super simple. I would recommend cow intestine, either small cow intestine or large intestine. Eat a pound a day. Wow. You know, don't mess around with this. But the pound is the pre-cooked weight. When you cook a, a pound of cow intestine, it really shrinks down to like four ounces. It's not, I mean, it's totally doable. So boil that cow intestine. And, you know, if you're Italian, what the hell? Italian spices and tomato sauce. If you're from India, what the heck? Some curry sauce. 
curry spices. So it doesn't matter how you spice it. It's pretty neutral flavor. All right, so you cook this up. I would recommend um, pressure cooking it for at least an hour. You want it to where chewing is not an issue because you're going to get totally grossed out with the chewing process. So you want to cook it till it falls apart. What I do is let it cool, then I just chop it really small, and I go the Italian route. I um, stir it into tomato sauce or some chili I've already made and eat it over rice down the hatch. And what's going to happen, a drink the broth too, is it's going to repair your stomach. You will notice an improvement literally wow. in days. Wow. You're actually eating so, the, the, the stomach from the cow or the, the right? Not the stomach. I did not say stomach. Uh, intestine. I said small intestine. Small intestine. So there is a cow stomach, and that's called mundingo. That's a whole different piece. Okay. That's not his problem. So he needs a small intestine. The only reason I say small intestine is because the large intestine is almost impossible to get. But the large intestine would be helpful, too. It would do the job uh, just as well. So as a kid, I grew up eating pig intestine, known as chitterlings. Hmm. And when you boil chitlins, the whole house stinks to high heaven like feces. Yes, it's terrible. So I know if I told him to eat that, he would <laughs> never do it. But we ate it in our house at least four times a year. We never, No one had these stomach problems. Is so they had integration, right? I met white people, and they... Oh, they had all these stomach problems to get digested. Like, it must be a white person thing. Oh, I want to get too close. I don't know. <laughs> so is it possible yeah. that if we would eat more of the stuff, the pigs and the cows and maybe, I don't know, you know, that we don't generally eat, that long ago, far away, as a species, we used to eat all these things and we didn't have problems. But we don't eat them now. We just eat a steak or, you know, chicken breast. Yeah, what's happened, though, is we have developed social status around the food, right? right? So if you're eating the intestines of an animal, you have low social status. Oh. If you're eating the feet of an animal, then you're low social status. You'll even see, hear some people say, well, my religion says I can't eat the feet of this because it's unclean. That's right. unclean. Yeah. So we've attacked incredible social meaning around the food that's totally devoid from its actual nutritional value. So literally... People are malnourishing themselves in order to display their social status. Interesting. There's actually some religions that say you shouldn't eat a pig because of a cloved foot, something like that. That's fine. So just eat a, eat a um, I don't know, if a cow, does a cow fall in the same category no, or no? No, cow doesn't have a cloved foot, it just has a hoof. Just eat the cow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so eat the cow pieces. Gotcha. Change. Eat the cow pieces. Um, yeah. um, experts, oh boy, now we're in trouble, are, su are suggesting that even non-vaxxed are getting exposed to heavy metals, nanochips, and effects from shedding. These experts suggest various solutions for detoxing such as zeolite, nanokinase, dandelion root, apple pectin, castor oil, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, chelation. Is Dr. Daniel's opinion, is this just fear porn to sell detox yeah. products or should they, we be concerned? That's a great porn. question. That's a great question. People sell all this it stuff. Fear, it's fear porn. So people have been, ever since people have been getting vaccinated, they've been shedding. All these kids are pediatric vaccines, they're shedding. And they're infecting whoever is vulnerable. So if you're not sick enough to catch COVID on your own, you're certainly not sick enough to suffer from the vaccines. In other words, your immune system, you walk, you talk, you dress yourself, maybe even go to work, who knows, 
then your immune system is pretty darn strong and you don't need to worry about someone else's vaccine shedding. So I guess we're all shedding our stuff all the time, right? Whatever, whatever, right? It's called dander. D-A-N-D-E-R, dander, human dander. Dander, it's called dander. Name for it. And they call it dandruff when it's in your head. The human body is dander. So we're shedding this dander with everybody that we hang out with, our dander? Even if we don't hang out, we're just shedding. (laughs) We're just shedding. (laughs) It's great. Have you ever dry uh, brush massage? Make sure we got that right. Dander. Dander. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Have you ever did a dry brush massage, you know, when the sun is streaming through the window and see how much, or even just rub your skin and see how much stuff is coming off? Oh, oh, yes, I have. It's crazy. It's like, it's like, it's like a snowstorm. It's like, wow. We're always shedding. Yeah. Right? Great. What is human dander? Yes, human dander is a small, flaky piece of skin, hair, and other materials that we all shed 24 hours a day. Okay, even Google agrees. Even well, you know, Google agrees, dander. and you know it's right. <laughs> Google agrees with me. I mean, that's that's an, that's an event. <laughs> it's like mark that on the calendar when Google agrees. Yeah. <laughs> God. Hi, I'm wondering what would be uh, help with Carnes and Bunions. My husband suffers with both. And he won't go walk barefoot because he's paranoid about hookworms. Um, okay, so all right, we got a hookworm issue and also bunions with that with the husband. No, we have a sissy issue. <laughs> a sissy issue. Okay. This guy is afraid of stuff the guy should not be afraid of. I mean, just be plain, call it what it is. So. If he's really worried about hookworm, and let's just say he's worried about hookworm, just go to VitalityCycle.com, download the free report about turpentine, and start taking turpentine. And that way, all those hookworms that penetrate your feet will drop dead as they enter, and you've got no problem. Of course. So there's the hookworm issue. Uh, So now her fearful husband can become fearless, exhibit courage, and walk barefoot. Now, the bunion issue, are these bunions painful? Corns and bunions, um... Doesn't say. Oh, oh, corns and bunions. Okay, so corns and bunions are from his shoes. Hmm. He's got to get rid of his footwear. So there's footwear he's using, wearing during the day that's causing these corns and bunions. And literally, this guy is almost like hopping on his feet because, you know, it's painful. So he's wearing a shoe that's too short and too narrow. But then he's going to get hookworms if he takes his shoes off. He'll get hookworms if he takes his shoes off. I'm just kidding. I'm changing his shoe size. Okay. So he needs to go up one or two sizes on his shoe and go one or two uh, width size, size, sizes wider. Mm-hmm. So his shoe is causing these problems. In cultures where they don't wear shoes, they don't have any corns or bunions. Okay, so he's fixed his shoes. But wait, he still has got the corns and the bunions. And so um, there's a lot of things he can put on the corns and bunions. Uh this is a, I'll just give you a recipe that I have. It's a uh, hundred cc's of olive oil, 16 um, bay leaves, and one teaspoon of SSK, uh, super saturated potassium iodide solution. Ooh. So what you do is you take the hundred cc's of olive oil and you put it in a glass. You put this glass, you get a pot with water that you boil so it's hot 
turn off the fire. And you put a cloth in the bottom, put this glass container of olive oil on top of the cloth. Great. Take your 16 uh, bay leaves, crush them with the mortar and pestle or however you want to crush them. Put them in the olive oil. You can now turn the fire on just super low, so it just kind of barely simmers for about uh, half an hour. And then take it off the fire, add your teaspoons of SSKI, oh, and a tablespoon of sea salt as well. Stir this up. And then he applies this to his bun his bunion, and it melts his bunion. And it's the it's the potassium and the, the bay leaf that are active ingredients here. And the um, olive oil and the salt are just uh, distributed vehicles. And you just put it on your bunions. And what he will notice immediately is pain in his bunion will go away. And then as he keeps using it, the bunion itself will go away. There you go. Dr. Jennifer Daniels.